The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin, has joined me. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. You're going to talk about vaccines, but not for COVID. This is something called an inverse vaccine. Yes, what, it's the what latest, is that? latest buzz phrase in immunology, to be honest. So vaccines, as you know, they get the immune system going to attack a virus or a bacteria. They turn it on. You know, this is to turn the immune system off. Yeah. Now you might wonder, why would you want to turn your immune system off? All these autoimmune diseases, which are very problematic, MS, diabetes, lupus, rheumatoid, all these are autoimmune. Your own body, your own immune system is attacking your own tissues. And of course, the trick has been, can you switch that off in a safe way? And now this group in Chicago have a way to do it and it's causing great excitement. Okay, now would it turn off the specific uh, one rather than, you know, a lot of the treatment for these conditions involves dampening down the immune system as a whole, which means you're susceptible to infection and so on. And you, you don't really want to do that, but to alleviate pain, sometimes you have to. That's the problem, exactly. There are treatments for some of these diseases that aren't too bad. I mean, there are things for MS at the moment and rheumatoid. But the trouble is, as you say, you're suppressing the immune response, risk of infection, which happens as a side effect of those therapies, and risk of cancer, strangely, because your immune system is also killing tumours. So that global approach can work and relieve some of the symptoms, but isn't, isn't really the answer people feel. But now, if you know what part of the, immune, uh, part of the body is being attacked, like an MS, for example, it's a thing in your brain called myelin that coats your nerves. Yeah. The immune system eats into that, and now the nerves start to short circuit, you see. And we, so we know what's being attacked there. That's what you use in the vaccine, interestingly. But now it turns things off. Okay, so the myelin sheath around the the nerves uh, and when they fray and are eroded away, uh, then you have uh, short circuits really and that leads to the symptoms of MS. Some people go into remission with MS. They do. So what's happening there? What's the body doing to put them into remission? That's a great mystery. I've been working on this for 40 years, by the way, so it's a lot of effort. We still don't know. Yeah, it goes in and out of remission. Rheumatoid, it can be three months of attack and then for some reason the immune system goes asleep again. We'd love to know why that is. One good example is pregnancy, Pat. So when women who get pregnant who've got these diseases often go into remission because they're they're immunosuppressed because they're carrying the developing fetus, you know, so that's one reason for remission. But in general terms, remission is a mystery. There must be some kind of off switch being flipped for a while yeah. and of course that, that's what's causing the remission. I remember the late uh, Deirdre Purcell who was a colleague of mine uh, and she was reading news on RT and uh, when she became pregnant uh, she had been suffered from terrible pain with arthritis and so on. She went into remission from that pain and I'm not sure that it returned. Exactly. Yeah, some it goes away forever. Others it rebounds more aggressively when the baby's born and that, that's the downside of that. And it's probably the hormones in the woman's body. Yeah. are suppressing the immune system. And that's where steroids came from, Pat, by the way, as a therapy. A guy called Hench spots this, wonders, oh, I wonder would steroids be useful because they're up in a pregnant woman. He tries them in a man and it worked on rheumatoid. And it worked. That, that, that was the start of steroids. A good example of, of observation. I guess. Okay, so what is this work yes, uh, involving? So the beauty of this is about the liver. It turns out in your liver, the liver can turn off the immune response, interestingly. You know, the reason we think is when you eat food, you don't want to overreact to proteins in your diet. They go to the liver and then the immune system again against them is turned off. And that, that was the start of this in a way. Okay. And this guy, Hubble is his name, and, and his colleague uh, Wallace in, in Chicago, they modified myelin to make it look like a, a foodstuff kind of, and that went to the liver. And now 
turned off the T cells, the immune system against myelin was turned off by that modification. Wow. So it's a way of kind of fooling the body, you see, into turning off the response. So you, you, you turn the myelin into a food? Almost, yeah. That's, that's, that's the that's kind of idea here. Yeah. And then if you, if you now, by the way, it's still early days with this, but it's in an animal model. They haven't got to humans yet, but the data is pretty compelling. So instead, instead of the, uh, the immune system attacking the myelin now, and the T cells, as you may remember, they're a very important part of the immune system. They would attack the myelin. You make the myelin now benign, as it were, and, it's, and T cells are now turned off, basically, and, and through the food, this approach. And they kind of modified with sugar, is a that sugar, right? Yeah, a thing called N-acetylgalactosamine, N-A-G for short. That was known to be a way to dampen down the immune system anyway. And now you modify myelin with that, and now that's a way to turn the, the whole system off. And, and they've got great data. Now, again, it's in animals, so it's early days yet. Yeah. But it, it could work in humans, because often this translates into humans. Now, what are they talking about in terms of this inverse vaccine? It, would it be a treatment that you'd, you know, get a shot of it every so often, or... Once you got the shot, you're okay. We'd hope it's a therapy as well, but ideally, as, as, as ever, as soon as the d- disease begins, then you get in quick with a therapy, you see. Yeah. And you, in, in, in MS in particular, the T-cells begin to overreact to the myelin. You now modify the myelin and they turn off the T-cells, basically, and you can dampen everything down from there. So the earlier, the better. A big question I'm often asked is if you have MS now, and it's getting severe, that's, yeah. more, that's tough because the disease has progressed. We'd love to get a therapy that would work in later stage MS, of course. But at the moment, this is about early, early treatment, really. Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Can the myelin sheath around the nerves recover? It does, and hence the remission, actually. Yeah, so yeah. Re- repair is happening all the time and the body's trying to repair itself against this injury, you see. And when you image MS, it's the plaques in the brain, that's the scar tissue that's forming to allow the repair to happen. And that's why people have remission. So you can get repair, very importantly. And the hope would be then you trigger this, suppress the immune response, the attack is now off, and the body has yeah. a chance now to heed itself. You know, and to, it's only off on the particular thing you're trying to target. Exactly, yeah. And if you take type 1 diabetes, again, we know what the offending self-protein is there. We know various autoimmune diseases. We know what the body's reacting to. And you take that piece now and then that's the one you use in, in, so in the in, inverse So in terms vaccine. of type 1 diabetes, we know that, uh, you know, the use of insulin uh, to, to control uh, the sugars in the blood yeah. um, is, is the, the effect of type 1 diabetes on the pancreas, is that an ongoing attack or... Once someone has it, is that it? Banjax, the pancreas is no longer doing its job. Or is the pancreas still kind of trying to do it and being shut off? Trying well, to do it and being shut off? The trouble is it's hard to repair the pancreas. That's a tissue that has trouble being repaired, you know. So once type 1 diabetes starts, it'll be relentless. And it's the beta cells that make the insulin that get killed by the immune system. For some reason, again, the immune system attacks your very own cells in your own body and you stop making insulin. Now, of course, again, we know what's being attacked there, you see. So again, you want to get this into the body to stop yeah. that attack happening and that'll be a great thing to see. And again, early treatment would be very useful. Yeah. Now the beta cells are no longer being destroyed. I'm just thinking how big a business uh, in medicine diabetes is, type 1 diabetes, and of course type 2 uh, is uh, maybe a lifestyle uh, yep. illness. But uh, this would be a massive blow to some people well, in, the, would. in the pharmaceutical industry, but a huge boon uh, to a, a massive patient cohort. And, and the other diseases as well. Can you imagine there's hundreds of millions of people with things like lupus and colitis and rheumatoid, all these diseases together. That's the, that's the whole vista that's in front of it. And that's why I've been working so hard on this for so long, by the way. Yeah. And again, this is evidence now you might yeah. get somewhere using these approaches. Now, the final question is, is this uh, a fairly inexpensive technology now that they've cracked 
the secret of doing it, how cheap might it be to scale it up? Well, imagine that it's like a vaccine. So you might have a situation where you, you, you begin to develop symptoms of a disease, one of these diseases. You go and see your GP, they diagnose type 1 diabetes and you're given a vaccine. Can you believe it? One shot, maybe, you know, and that yeah. then will dampen down the whole response. And as we know, some vaccines last for years. You might have to get a booster yeah. occasionally, potentially would be on the horizon, I guess. But it could, yeah, it should be cheap. It should be the same price as a vaccine. And vaccines aren't that expensive. So it could be really cost effective. Wow, that is a holy grail. Uh, Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.